Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and give us a rating and review on iTunes. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. This week on JBT Pod. The second returns of the All-Star Game are in, so we'll be discussing where everyone sits in the voting. More All-Star chat as we discuss Commissioner Silver's comments on not televising the draft. Are the T-Wolves more likely contenders than the Oklahoma City Thunder? Should Steph Curry be considered for this year's MVP? And will Laurie Markinen become a better player than Chris Dapp's Porzingis? And we'll cap it off with a food-related off-topic. So shut up, sit down, because JBT is about to begin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, from wherever you're listening across the world. Welcome to this edition of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on iTunes, and follow us on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Nick Busink, and I am a... Oh, just a just an absolute bawling mess after this episode of oh sorry after this episode of Stranger Things, mate. I just finished it. Mate, you're a bit behind on the TV watching bandwagon. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's on bloody yeah, little Black bit. Mirror and stuff now. Little bit, little bit. David, <laughs> all the Netflix shows have gone like you're about three years behind. Maybe not three years, but I'm getting uh, good there. on you. Uh, very great show. It was season, very, season very three great. coming up. It's I mean Dustin is just a <laughs> he's, he's a wonderful man, a wonderful. He's man. easily wonderful. My, he's easily man. my favorite. The the Mike and Mike and L or Jane now. I guess yeah. we have to call her. I, I, I'm sorry if this is spoilers. I guess not really. I just just names. We can't say so. <laughs> spoilers. Like don't, we're a basketball podcast. Like we don't have the right to say spoilers. Like if we say spoilers, it's just like. Why are you listening to us? You're listening to us for basketball. If you hear something about Stranger Things, that's your own fault. Um, but, and with me today on this episode 2.13 is me, the J-Man, J-Pod. Self-intro. Uh, how are we? All self-intro. Right. <laughs> Change things up. We've got Skype. We're doing self-intros now. Yeah, given the professional Skype a go, see how the... We've been, we've been chopping changing between a few audio uh, audio things, programs. Platform. That's the one. Platforms. Yeah, it's a good one, mate. Look at you with your I've words. Been... I'm do- well, I'm a teacher, Nick. Teach- I teach the, the old eight-year-olds. So I've got to teach them the new words. We've been doing uh, some spelling lately, and some of them are pretty shit. They can't even spell the fucking word eight. So uh, I'm going to get the Wait, wait, wait. Which eight? As in I ate food or eight? No, the number eight. Oh, well, so that's fair enough. E-I-G-H-T. That is difficult, eight. mate. That Come on. The, the, the spelling grammar of a, an eight-year-old London... Uh, child, but um, Good let's get me. into for those uh, listening to today's episode. We're also got a, a mid-season awards show to check out. Um, we'll be going through all the awards, rookie of the year, MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, we might even chuck in our rookie watch uh, standings in there for those that are playing along at home. But we love the music one well scale. I'm not sure how much the people like it, but we're going to keep on doing it, Nick. What do we got? <laughs> and I'm going to explain it again. All right, for those of you who are new. <laughs> Who and or who just don't understand, which is fair enough. Completely understand. It's a scale created by us. Sums up how likely things are to happen in the league. 
Um, so we scale it from alternative fact, which is, you know, um, which is like completely fake. Twitter fact, yeah, kind of fake. Wikipedia fact, pretty accurate. Like Wikipedia is a pretty good source. Or straight up fact, you know, you've gotten, gotten it from Google Scholar. There's been papers Google written Scholar. about it. Hey, Google Scholar is my best friend at uni. Um, and, and EndNote as well. Yeah. It's, um, I'm a, I'm a filthy, filthy educated man. Um, that's the scale. So we've got four things to scale it on. All right. Um, mate, we'll kick off here. The second round of all-star voting is in, it is in first round blew us away. Second round. We get to know the teams on Thursday or Thursday, American time. So Friday, Australian time. It's exciting. Um, but these results are much more on the money than the first ballot results. Now, can we can we remind people of the first ballot results, or have you got the second ballot yeah, results well, there? I've got the second ballot results in front of me, but basically the first ballot results, the difference was that Giannis was leading. Uh, I believe also uh, Steph was leading. Um, I think he... Actually, no, Steph... Steph still is, sorry, um, my mistake. I think Kevin Durant might have been leading. And Draymond Green uh, has stepped up. So right mm. now, I'm sure plenty of all our listeners, were, they're very learned NBA fans, so they would know the, the first ballot. Um, so in the front court for the East, we've got LeBron James, Giannis, Joel Embiid, uh, Porzingis, Love, Horford, Tatum, Cantor, Drummond, and Howard. The guards are Kyrie, DeMar, Simmons, our boy, let's get him up there. Uh, Victor, Dwayne Wade, Victor Oladipo, Dwayne Wade, John Wall, Isaiah Thomas, Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, your boy, and Jalen Brown. And in the West, for the front court, we've got KD, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Boogie, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Kamala Anthony. The person I said two weeks ago on the episode, Nick, <laughs> that would be top 10 in fan vote, uh, Kyle Kuzma. So for those, you know, obviously listen to me for any of your NBA facts, especially when it comes to Music Manuel scale, I'm always right. Kyle uh, Anthony Towns, who's a bit low for my liking, as is LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm. The guards are pretty on the money, I think. Uh, Steph Curry, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Clay Thompson, Manu Ginobili, Chris Paul, Lonzo. Don't know why he's getting more votes than Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler. But Damian Lillard, Jimmy <laughs> Butler, and Devin Booker. Um, so if we're talking about just the teams, Nick, I think mm. these are pretty much on the money. I probably wouldn't have Draymond as a starter. I think that's I'd a popular opinion as well. Yeah, I think that's a pretty popular opinion in that. Uh, Draymond is a... I mean, I love I loved Draymond. He would get my vote. Um, but people... Uh, no, 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 no not, not ahead, but he would... He, he would get my NBA vote, but I would vote for Lamarcus more often, if that makes sense. Um, I've been pretty lax and on Nick my uh, all-star voting. What's that? Nick, can you like repeat that again? Because you got like a bit crackly. I um, I'm a, I was a bit lax on my all-star there voting this uh, this year. I voted for mm-hmm. for my boys, for my boys in DC, but I I. I I feel like I've let the NBA community down because I because ha- I does one vote change anything? Am I spitting in democracy's face right now? <laughs> Nick, this is all a popularity contest. That's, exactly. Guess, so general. like, it, it's, I've, <laughs> the people who I mean, are all, who are hardcore voters will do my votes any day. Like, I think I can I can count on one hand the amount of times I voted for John Wall, and it's three times. <laughs> like. Well, I've been, I've done a lot of retweets, like of the guys that I've wanted to vote for. So, like, if someone tweets LeBron James, I'm like, yep, I'll retweet that. If someone like retweets Joel Embiid, yep, I'll retweet that. Mm. So I just generally like 
vote via the other people. Mm. Um, but yeah, these are for in terms of the music mile scale. This is a, this is a pure fact. They are much more under money. Um, Boogie out, I think it is relevant just because I think Anthony Davis is more deserving at that powerful position. But you could make an argument for either one of them. But uh, Nick, before we move on to the next one, you got this as a fact wiki. What do you got for it, mate? Uh, I'm going for a Wikipedia fact here because they're not a hundred percent on the money. But more than than the first. More ballot, than that's what the, oh right, more than the first ballot. Um, yeah, except for the fact of um, uh, Draymond Green, like you said, Draymond Green's third in front court. Um, it's weird. That's like had a huge it, jump. It yeah. is like they must have. They must have really. What's the word? What's the word I'm I'm looking for? Like when politicians do it, like really campaigned I thought campaigned. Like campaigned really hard to get Draymond all maybe. of these votes because Draymond's not a popular dude people hate him I mean I love him maybe there's more He's people polarized. like me than oh, you you know what it was you know what it was Nick actually um, Dave Chappelle came out with the stand up in the past week or two I think just be- just after or just before the first ballot votes came in and he did a, a, a joke on Draymond Green which is really funny um, and check it out on Netflix. So I mean, we just had a chat about it, about Netflix in general. And it was it was awesome. So I reckon that there's a, a little bit of a push there because Dave Chappelle is hilarious, man, one of the funniest comedians of all time. Mm. So I reckon there, there could be something to that. I've got my theories, Nick. I, my theories are on point. We know the Kyle Kuzma thing was, was accurate. Damn right. I mean, if we're, if we're talking... If we're talking, like, uh, just, just starters, like, East is done. Like, East is, yeah, yeah, is East that. Is East is perfect. Kyrie, Damar, Giannis, LeBron, Embiid. Perfect. Yeah, that is perfect. That is perfect. Um, the West, Curry, Harden, Durant, Davis, Green. Mm. Green That's is right, the, uh, yeah. Green is the maybe there. Um, yeah. Whether you put in a yeah, like a cat or an LA, those would be the two I'd put above him. And Alley before Cat, so it really just—it's yeah. really between them. But you know, everything else, I'm—I'm I'm fairly, I'm fairly happy with. Lonzo Ball shouldn't be up there. Neither should Chris Paul. To be fair, like he—he missed—he yeah, missed, he missed he, too he just, far. He missed too much of the season. Ginobili is getting like crazy respect votes right now. I could say the same thing for Isaiah Thomas, but we could chat. We could chat about the voting all day, and as Nick mentioned keep an eye out for the uh the announcement of the teams but one thing in relation to the announcement of the teams nick now commissioner adam silver has all but confirmed that the all-star team choices won't be televised in doing so he's missing valuable media coverage for the league and its players now i'll give you the quote nick uh, he was on the starters i believe this week for those who didn't see mm. um and he and i quote should there be a public selection yes it would be more fun if we had that kind of draft on the other hand i recognize that in picking a team to perform in the here and now is a little bit more than drafting. There was a sense from the players that would put them in an impossible position where they're picking one player over another. Now, for me, that is just absolutely stupid. These guys are making tens of millions of dollars. And it's just like, oh, I can't pick LeBron. He's going to get mad. Like, And the only person that's come out and said like he would be annoyed at it is freaking Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo Anthony is going to be on the freaking like, votes anyway. It's stupid. And I'm really angry about it, Nick. And... I oh, think this is a straight-up bloody another fact. A bit fiery angry. on that one, mate. I'm angry, Nick! <laughs> I... I mean, he is missing out on valuable media coverage. It's a fact. But I've got... I've got no problem with it. This is a... And he said it himself. Like, I listened to this whole... The, the whole 
uh, interview, I guess. He said that this is a process. And, mate, what have you got to do? Exactly. Exactly right. You've got to trust the process. Um, this is this all star um, uh, format seems he seems to want to you know make it to stay. It's a it's a it's a fun for, format. When we're more comfortable with the format, we'll add changes to it. We'll televise certain drafts, maybe tweak it a little bit so that players feel more comfortable. Whatever it whatever it takes. It is a bit of a cop-out that, I mean, it doesn't really matter. They're all-stars anyway. They're not going to be judged any highly or, or, or lowly. And we're saying this now. What's to, what's, I mean, how, how much outrage would there be if the impossible situation happened where LeBron James was picked last? Well, no, that's not going to happen because LeBron and Steph are your. Yeah, I'm captain. just, I'm just saying. Maybe. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just saying. What if Steph and um Steph and KD aren't uh yeah sorry Steph and but LeBron that's... are your captains. KD gets picked by LeBron James as a last pick that's, and does not get perfect. picked and no and does not that's get perfect. picked by Steph. What if KD then turns that's... around to Steph and then that it creates some um, complaint in the lo- in the locker room. Oh, Nick, your devil's advocate bullshit's pissing me off, mate. <laughs> like, this is that's exactly what we want. We want the drama. Like, the NBA is all about it. It's about like tweets on freaking Instagram. Like, but it's an like unnecessary. It's Instagram an unnecessary retweet. form. It's an unnecessary form of drama. Uh, yeah, but like the uh, the NBA, like, is all about creating and promoting that drama. Look at like guys like Joel Embiid, Markel Fultz was on Instagram this week saying he might be back and stuff it's what the fans want and the all-star game the all-star weekend is technically for the fans we're the ones who have 50 percent of the vote in terms of the 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 fan ballot the 25 the other two 25s go to players and media this is supposed to be for the fans so if you're really worrying about the plays that much then i think you you really need to take a look at yourself i get i get you man i get you coming from he did mention i understand but would you be upset if it was just last year's format all over again? Which is exactly what it is. So maybe, maybe the fan, maybe the fan should stop being so freaking prissy and so bloody, um, and so demanding and thinking that they're, um, that, that they are the be all and end all. I mean, shit. But look, Nick, I mean, us two as fans, we are the be all and end all. Everyone else, we couldn't give a shit about, except for our listeners, obviously. Um, we love that. But I, I hear what you, I, I hear what you're saying. Like I get that it has to be in favour of the players, but the players are the ones that came out. Chris Paul and and Michael Jordan actually um, came out and said that this isn't working. Last year's 150, 170 to 185, whatever the hell it was, game was just it was just not conducive to a, a competitive environment. They wanted to make it more competitive. This isn't really going to do it. What are we, like, how do we even know that they're actually going to do it? Like, they're going to go to Secaucus in New Jersey and go, all right, um, Chris, um, uh, LeBron, LeBron, you get to pick um, Giannis first and, um, and, and KD, KD, um, make sure you pick Draymond or else he's going to get upset and he'll kick you in the balls. Like, it, like come on. Um, I, I'm, I'm giving this a straight-up fact, Nick, because I don't want to keep chatting about it because I'm getting bloody angry, Nick. I feel like it grinds my gears, as uh, Peter Griffin would say. 
they are missing valuable media characters, which is why it's a fact. But I am completely on the other side of you is that it, it, it's a necessary thing. And no, it's, it's not. It would be an absolute gold mine if they did it. Um, t- uh, like did a uh, TV coverage, but this is like, this is like outing a test on a first attempt of a nuclear, like a first test nuclear testing, and then outing all that information to everyone. If this if this format doesn't work, and you publicly televise it, they've got no control over this. You test it, you trial it. If it works. And then the players will be like, hey, that worked really well. You know, they still know who's getting um, picked and everything because they're still getting picked. If Steph isn't on the same um, team as KD, it doesn't matter. The end result is the same. To, and then when they, f- when they feel it's at a stage that it's ready to be publicly televised and done all that publicly, and the fanfare as basketball always does... Then they will do that. I uh, mate, I feel like I am. I should be the commissioner right now. Yeah, I feel like you're way too reasonable in your assumptions. <laughs> that getting a full time job softened the I'm shit not out a, of you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a crazy fan, Jack. I'm, I'm a mature man <laughs> oh, these days. You're a mature podcasting pod- exactly. podcast host, I guess. Um, moving on, the Minnesota Timberwolves have been in some hot form lately. Now, mm. this has been one that's been the rounds lately and I thought we'd uh, have a chat about it ourselves. The Minnesota Timberwolves, Nick, have a greater shot at winning this year's championship than the Oklahoma City Thunder. What do you got for me? I've got some stats for you, but I'll let you have a bit of a spiel. Bit of a spiel? Um, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. The only thing that's going to... So this is a hashtag, like not even a Twitter fact. This is a hashtag fact. Um, we've oh, yeah. seen we've seen the Thunder dwindle off um, a little bit. Like taper taper off in the in the past with like a few bad losses. Um, I don't have their month. Uh, I don't have their. Uh, I I can get the month stats in front in front of me, and I will do that. But this is just off you, pure you feel. I- this is just off pure feel at the moment. The T Wolves. Yeah, so while while next, do you want to? Do, you, yeah, do I want to go? I, I want to go. Are we we like doing the whole dance where we try to walk around each other. I'm gonna go first. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that um, this happens when you're not in the and you're using Skype. Even if we had the video, I think that'd work a bit better. Maybe we'll try it next time. Maybe, maybe. Um, 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 uh, you, you can go. Yes, I will. Um, T Wolves are playing a playoff version of basketball. I think just in the way that they play their minutes. Wow! And this is the only hot take there. Nicholas. This is the full of them today. <laughs> This is the only reason why I think they might falter. It's because they're playing their playoff basketball now. Like, they're playing their starters ridiculous minutes, which is great in the playoffs. You need that consistency in the games where you've got, you know, two two to three days rest between games. Oh, sorry, one to two uh, days rest between games. Um, they may falter out by the time an 82-game season is done if they're not careful in the in the regular season. That being said, Jimmy Butler is an absolute superstar who can make his team better. You look at the starting you look at the starting um team on on, on exactly. Yeah. Bench depth may and be, you know, much much to be behold, but you just need rotation players. You just need key rotations. 
Yeah, and I like that corner because um, I'm going to be writing an article soon about a trade. Um, check out OTG Basketball in the coming weeks. We're going to have heaps of trade proposals, um, which will be awesome for all the fans out there. Um, I've, I've proposed one, and you know, for those listening, I'm going to get a head start on it. Um, for Marco Bellinelli for, uh, from the Hawks goes to the Timberwolves for Cole Aldridge and uh, Justin Patton. And maybe the Hawks chuck in a second rounder of theirs mm. as well just to make things a bit more even. Mm. I think that works really well because Timberwolves, uh, Tom Thibodeau doesn't trust his, his rookies. Now, you can say Carl Anthony Towns is young, Andrew Wiggins is young, yep. but those guys are, are, are you know, they're NBA-ready guys. Yep. He does He hates, like, it took him three years to play Jimmy Butler more than fucking 10 minutes. Hmm. Um, now, I, I, the reason why I say I don't think it's, it may not be a, a straight-up fact, like, while I'll probably go Twitter, is because that I think maturity and experience counts for something in the playoffs. Now, the Thunder right now are seventh, the Timberwolves are fourth, but a four-game winning streak, which is I think is the third most in the league behind um, the Celtics and uh, the Heat. And 538 projects the uh, Timberwolves as a 5% chance of winning the title and an 8% chance of, of making it. And the Thunder have a 4% chance of making the finals and a 3% chance of winning the title. So, I mean, you know, you can take over what you will. Those change like crazy now the Raptors are the number one um, East team with mm. good reason and they're, they're yep. in great form so I, I think that I'm going to go the balance route for, for this one just because Carmelo Anthony may not have like uh, extreme playoff experience but he's been there he's an NBA ready body um, Paul George has great playoff experience uh, from the Indiana Pacers where he's led them uh, last year they had a great first round series against the Cavs and then Russell Westbrook we know has been basically in the playoffs since he started in Seattle um so I think those three guys, when the rotations get limited, it may favor somewhat to the Timberwolves as well because they have a really sort of good six guys. You know, if you count Jamal Crawford somewhat. I mean, um, I, I, mean even, I would. I mean, I would as well. But like, even then, he's playing career-low minutes. Um, so, uh, and, and I guess Thibodeau, he's still finding like the guy, one of his like, a bench guy. Like, he doesn't have a Lou Williams or an Eric Gordon or even a Joe Harris. He's got um, Jamal Crawford. Or, like, or, He's got Jamal Crawford, but again, he's not playing him the amount that we'd expect. So I'm going to give this a Twitter fat nip because I think right now, yes, but in we're halfway through the season. By game 70, we could see the Thunder you know, take over that fourth spot, maybe even fifth, and we could see a series between these two guys, and it could get really entertaining. I think that's what I'm craving. I would really like to see a, a playoff series between these two teams. Um, the Timberwolves have had it uh, an easy run of it so far in the regular season, but uh, things change... Uh, when the playoffs come around, but, yeah, of, of uh, course. I like your takes. I like your takes, Nicholas. Um, you switched on today. You said I... you haven't been paying <laughs> much basketball, but you listen to the pods. And well, stuff yeah. Well, on, I, I get the on. I get the Nate Duncan and Danny Larue uh, experience every day now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's second to none. <laughs> well, the... Um, well, but my my problem, I mean, this is all solely on me. This is all solely on feel, and my feel can be very wrong. Just ask my girlfriend. Um. Just hold for the applause there. All right, we're good. Um, hold for the laughter. Uh, it wasn't too long ago where Oklahoma was sitting pretty on fourth. Granted, they're equal fifth right now, but they're seventh, yeah. if that made any sense. Um, and they've dropped off the past few games. They uh, remind me a lot of the Wizards. And here we go. Yes, I know, I mentioned the Wizards. Um, I, I, those are just... just before- 
like, let me stop you right there to hark back to our season one days. I I proposed to Nick earlier in the week that he could get like one minute to spiel on the Wizards, <laughs> and he said no. So I, I respect that. But you're probably going to get it's about not necessary three right now anyway. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm just going to say if this has all got to do with the Oklahoma City Thunder, they play to their competition. They had very bad losses against very bad teams, but they have come out and they've beaten very good teams. Now, that's a problem because I wouldn't classify the Washington Wizards as a very good team. Oklahoma City Thunder have key deficiencies in their play. They're not watertight. They fall to pieces. In a playoff setting, I reckon those uh, vulnerabilities are going to be exposed tenfold. Which is why when people were saying, oh, you know, they went 12-5 and in December. Amazing. They had that run. I was never convinced on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Everyone was so quick to say, all right, well, this is the team we were waiting for. No. They had a good stretch. They are... I mean, everyone was so quick to forget. And I said this on the podcast, and I said it to you as well. I said, don't forget what happened in that first 10 games. They were atrocious. They were terrible. They couldn't... They yeah, had, like, one of the the bottom 10, de- um, bottom 10 offenses and a top 10 defense this- that absolutely it's baffled still- me. You could say the same thing about the Cleveland Cavaliers, though, Nick. And I mean, they're yes, again, key, issues now. key deficiencies. In this is why they'll they won't win the championship this year. Look, and I, Houston I, I Rockets have saying. Houston Rockets have displayed those same deficiencies. They went on a few bad losing. They went on a three-game losing slide not too long without ago. The, without an MVP candidate, I mean, it, it makes sense to an extent for those teams, whereas the Cavs and the Thunder don't really have as many excuses. But I hear what you're saying in terms of the weaknesses will be exposed, but I think that's equally the same for the Timberwolves. And I think defense counts even more in the postseason. And we were all, like, singing our praises of the Thunder. They've continued that pretty decent defense lately. Um, the Timberwolves have certainly gotten better, and Carlton Towns needs to be credited well, for that's, that. Well, so that's I what think, I mean. Yeah, like their defensive yeah. numbers have gone up since the start of the season, which, so is, I guess which it, is great. It, uh, it's, it's, it's by the game 82. I guess we'll, we'll have, we'll, might even recheck back on this and, and, and check our hot takes and see um, where we're at. But Nick, speaking of MVP candidates, yeah, got a nice segue. Nice. Um, <laughs> this one is via the starters and the NBA in general. Now, Steph Curry has been hot, hot, hot. Lately, Nick, you got some sort of uh, soundbite for me there? Hot, hot, hot. I, 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 I do not. Uh, I mean, Press something. I, Press I, something. I don't even have it up. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Segway. Um, uh, nah, see, I can't. Nah. Let's just continue moving so, on. This one is uh, via the starters <laughs> earlier in the week. Uh, Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors is an MVP contender, Nick. Now, um, Mate, I've got this as a hashtag fact. Yeah, I mean, um, like, he is shooting... V- bloody similar numbers to he did when he, he had his unanimous MVP like now, god I, damn I wouldn't have it I wouldn't have it as clear cut as you know as like you know as ever, as a lot of other people are saying hmm. KD is still there but hmm. I think Steph is more valuable we yeah. had this discussion yeah. last, like in a previous pod we won't get into that again but purely based off Stephen Curry Yes, you mentioned his numbers. His shooting numbers are absolutely astronomical. And they're like, they're centers numbers in terms of his true shooting, which is ridiculous mm. for a guy who's a 30-foot shooter. Um, the thing is that Basketball Reference, I, I tweeted this earlier in the week, Basketball Reference has an MVP award track and a probability, blah, blah, blah. 
They don't even have Steph Curry in the top 10. They have James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Giannis, DeMar DeRozan, Kyrie Irving, Russell Westbrook, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, and Al Horford. He, takes, me. Maybe he, he gets taken for granted. Uh, he really does. He does. I and mean, I think it might same be thing happens with LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James was in the um, picture. This um, is in the picture this year because he has to play exceptionally well for the Cavs to do anything. Steph doesn't need to do that, but he yeah. is doing it anyway. He is playing ex- exceptionally <laughs> yeah. well, and the, he's just getting the Ws. It's, he's just getting taken for granted, which is a real shame. Like he's a he's a revolutionary idol in this game. If he, Nick, if he keeps going like this and he continues this form and say James Harden misses a couple more games, LeBron James has faltered um, somewhat in terms of his level of play. He hasn't had that outstanding form like he showed against the Wizards and, and, and such earlier in the year. Um, can Steph Curry win it? Will he win it? I mean, his 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 PER is, is, about, is about 30 this year. So he's, he's and the average is fifteen. By the way. average is fifteen. Like so he's so thirty is superstar is like MVP. So it's it's MVP worthy. Um, yeah. His shooting splits are forty nine point two, forty one point four, and ninety two point six. Like th- this is, this is not surprise. This shouldn't be surprising to anyone, and that's what I mean. Like, oh yeah, he's shooting a a perfect fifty forty ninety split. Not even Jordan did that. And I mean, like, Jordan, I think... Jesus Christ! Yeah, he, this, he, this is the greatest shooter We've ever, ever seen. And he, and he is still, like, 28, 29 years old. And he has so many years ahead of him. Mm. And I think, like with LeBron, you mentioned, Nick, it's a great point. We're forgetting how good these guys are. And we're taking it for granted. And I think we need to savor that as fans. Because... One day they're going to be gone, whether it's Kobe or KG. Like it's almost like they're, they're distant memories now, and you go on to the next cool thing, whether it's Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Donovan mm. Mitchell. Let's remember that Stephen Curry basically changed this game, mm. changed this league. The pace and space league we see now, basically because of Steph Curry. Now, I'm not saying that he is the entire reason, but the Golden State Warriors, Stephen Curry is the guy, and he is the reason why everyone is trying to beat them with their game. Admittedly, their defense is also outstanding, and Draymond is a huge part of that. But the offensive schemes have changed, similar to like Mike D'Antoni, seven seconds or less. But even more heavily, like you see teams like the Brooklyn Nets, who um, are, are making their game based off a, a Houston Rockets and a Golden State Warriors. Hmm. Even shitty teams like the Memphis Grizzlies are jacking up more threes than ever before. This is all because of Golden State. This is all because of Steph. He's an MVP contender, and I reckon he's got a really good chance of winning it. Yeah, I mean it's. God, he's a he's a he's a crazy player. Um, I think he needs to lead the league in scoring for it to happen again. Um, yeah. For him to for him to win it, but if you know if if Harden pulls off the efficiency that he's doing, I mean he's he's got the assists as well. He gets the assist and nine boards a game. It doesn't matter whether they're defensive rebounds with no one around him. He's getting them, um, and that will that will play a huge part. Um, especially considering um, Rockets are the number two seed at the moment and uh, looking to win sixty plus games. Yeah. Um, so if Harden leads the league in scoring, it's going to be really hard to take it from him, especially if you th- consider the slump that the Cavs are in um, and whether they can uh, continue on a number one seed bound trajectory. And that's going to yeah. be if uh, LeBron can win it. But if Harden continues yeah. at this, he, he's he's won it. 
Curry has a few more. Those... It's like if Curry has like a fifty-point game, like two fifty-point games, more of a spotlight's going to be drawn towards him, and you yeah. know, natural things will gravitate, and bang, suddenly he's you know people people are getting uh, people are going to give him their top uh, MVP vote. Yeah, and I and I think that those are all really fair points, Nick. Um, I think Steph it, it, will definitely watch this space and definitely check out our. Um, our awards show um, for all our takes on MVP and other awards. But speaking of other awards, now Laurie Markman is having an absolutely outstanding season. Um, the other night against Chris Porzingis, I think he's shooting the best, the most uh, threes by any rookie ever. Um, not just a guy who's like seven foot six eleven. Yeah, he's been outstanding. <laughs> now, now here is a hot take, Nick. Um, Laurie Markman of the Chicago Bulls will be a better player. Kristaps Porzingis. Now, Kristaps Porzingis has gotten Jen Salter on Instagram. So, I mean, he's the goat of Insta, the goat of sliding into them DMs. But uh, Laurie Markkinen at basketball, is he going to be better? Mm, that's a toughie, mate. What I will, right. what I will, what I, what I will give you is their very comparable stats in their rookie year. Oh goddamn! I've got the same thing on B-ball ref, don't you? Oh, oh really? Okay, all right. You give yours. You you, you give yours because right. I think uh, it's it's interesting. So we've got it, it's super close. Mm. Um, points per game. Laurie Markin fifteen point four. This is rookie season for both rookie seasons. Yeah. Uh, Chris Evans was in his fourteen point three. Blocks is where KP really steps out. Um, his mm. defense is is next level. One point nine to point five. Steals are about the same. KP has 0.7. Uh, Markkanen has 0.5. Assists, exactly the same. 1.3. Total rebounds. Markkanen has him by 0.3. 7.6 to 7.3. Uh, free throw percentage, almost identical. Um, Laurie Markkanen, 84.6. Chris Asposing is 83.8. Effective field goal percentage. Markkanen at 52.2. Posingas at just shy of 47. I think that has a lot to do with um, the amount of three-pointers he's taking. A uh, two-point percentage, Markkinen uh, 49.2, Porzingis 45.4. Uh, the attempts is where Porzingis has him, so that might certainly have a, an indicator. Uh, three-point percentage is where Markkinen really makes his keep, uh, 36.7. Um, he's going to continue to make that grow uh, when he can continue to find easy shots, whereas KP had uh, at one-third, a 33.3. Uh, field goal percentage overall, 42.8 to 42.1. Three-pointers attempted, 6.6, and KP only had 3.4. Uh, minutes per game, 30 to 28. So hmm. they're very, very similar numbers there, Nick. And it's exciting to see a guy come out of the ranks. And he's certainly uh, been making his keep. He, he's had a, a few appearances on Rookie Watch as well. Um, what do you got for this? Um, I am saying no. Why? A hashtag Hashtag Twitter fact. I mean, Laurie Markkinen is an incredible talent, incredible shooting talent. I'm sure he will be a better scorer than Porzingis. Porzingis's complete game is yeah. is just better. He had a greater per. He, he's he's got a greater per, which is a stat that you didn't mention in your uh, little long ass spiel, hey, which I'll I bet I, which I, I bet everyone I fell asleep during. Too, you're throwing too many numbers at him, mate. Just keep it simple. Nice, hot buzzwords. <laughs> yeah, like, like PER. P-field goal. His PER was, is greater in his rookie season than Laurie Markinen's was. And Chris Dapps Porzingis had to deal with Mello. Markinen is the only thing on this team. And yet his PER is, is average. It's average. It's 15. 
which is uh, which is average. I, Chris Stapps was seventeen, slightly above average, and had to deal with yeah. Mallow of the ball, and everyone was saying his rookie season. You know the the plays aren't starting and ending with Porzingis. It's you know that PER may have been hey Porzingis passed it to Mallow who put up an ISO shot, but he was still getting the same points, was of like similar similar points and efficiency and everything like that. Uh, having to deal with that environment, if that makes sense, the Phil Jackson yeah. environment uh, as well, an offense that wasn't clicking. Like it's, uh, it's, it's everything's pointing in Kristaps's way, uh, in Kristaps's form right now. It's especially I've, yeah, I, I liked, talk- I liked. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, mate, but I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, Markinen was <laughs> uh, Markinen at the draft. I I liked Markinen, and I think a lot of people did. Um, Bulls fans were skeptical, as always. Bulls fans have the right to be, uh, but when they drafted him, I'm like, "Hey, big scorer, really good shooting. He's like a modern NBA unicorn. Like I had, I had high hopes for him, and he's he's fulfilled that. No one gave Kristaps Porzingis the the bloody time. Like, what are you doing with that draft pick, Phil Jackson? Everyone, and then he came out, and blew everyone's mind. I'm a, uh, I'm an. He, he is the original unicorn. He is the pausing god. The god Zingus. He's my boy. I think, I think um, the people are sick of hearing you speak now, Nicholas. And now I'll, I'll come, <laughs> I'll come back with some hot takes. No, they're not. They're not that. They're not that hot. Um, I, I actually agree with what you're saying. Um, I think all round complete player KP has him. Um, his defense is just one thing where he he affects plays around the rim mm. that not many people can. Um, even that rookie season, like to average almost two blocks in a rookie season, yeah, that's that's crazy. pretty ridiculous. Yeah, um, he's so spindly. Yes, he has uh, he he once his frame continues to fill out. Mm. Um, once I think he starts to move to the center position, starting more, starting to, to fill out, mate. This off season, I saw him lifting weights. I'm like, man, this guy's like you got to put it into scale. Like his bicep would still be bigger than my head, but that's because he's seven foot, seven three. Yeah, he's seven foot, seven, <laughs> seven three. three. Yeah, he's a he's an enormous unit. And for context, like I'm six three, and like I'm tall, like compared exactly. to everyone that I know. I would and love to meet. I would uh, love yeah, to meet Kristaps uh, Porzingis in real life. Like, oh I'd, my god, how good would it be? Like you're living in New York. You're getting, you're sliding into DMs of Instagram models. You're getting voted. You're probably going to the All Star game. Like something, um, something, new, oh. something that I took for granted is height, and everyone does it in basketball. You look at, and I think it's because we use foot and inches in our basketball, and we use centimeters yeah. in AFL. Yeah, Adam Sandlands, two hundred and eleven centimeters. Aaron Sandlands, sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm not very good at AFL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Alan? Adam? Adam. 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 <laughs> Can you imagine Alan? Anyway, Aaron Sanderlands. He's like 211 or 208. He's the tallest player in AFL, and he can't move. He can't move. He can't run. He is an, a, a great ruckman, but he can't move. You watch him move, and it's it's just painful. He is the same height as LeBron James, Jack. LeBron James is the greatest athlete probably maybe in the history of sport. He's 6'8". Not- like, that... That that blew that like blew my mind. I'm like, are, are you are you kidding me? He's the same height as LeBron James, and then you see this Pretty guy who's seven three, seven three, Jack. Oh, big mate. people can't it's, it's, aren't supposed to move like that. Like it's, it love, defies medical it's science. Why, <laughs> it's why we love this league, Nick. And um, now 
Moving on to uh, a new Beauty Man. Well, we've got a couple mm. more for you. The Los Angeles Clippers have been uh, quite fire lately, despite having the injuries. They've gotten a lot out of these two-way guys. Yeah. Lou Williams is the greatest player to ever play basketball. Damn right. All-star Lou Will. Um, yeah, hashtag Lou Will, NBA vote. Hashtag NBA vote. Get it out there. I don't think they count it when you say it on a podcast, but um, we should, <laughs> we yeah, should try and They'll uh, listen to millions goal. of minutes of uh, audio just to find <laughs> out the... <laughs> who gets voted <laughs> via vote. Now, the Clippers, via all of that, uh, they deserve to be in the playoffs, Nick. Now, they're right now, they are one game behind, no, two games behind, sorry, mind you, uh, of the New Orleans Pelicans at 20 and 21. The Pelicans are at 21 and 20. So they're right on the heels on a three-game winning streak. Blake Griffin's back. Um, you know, they're starting to get somewhat healthy. Can they do it? They deserve to be there. Do they deserve to take a Pelicans, a Nuggets, a Blazers, a Thunder? It's going to be tough. I mean, if they believe, then, oh my God, like, it's it's weird the production that they've gotten. I mean, I put them above the, I I put the Jazz above them when they were about similar, and then Blake went down, Rudy went down, but the the Jazz had, uh, had stagnated. Whereas the Clippers were going down because they started so hot, they had a bit of a head start. But now they're three games above the Jazz. They're three wins above the Jazz. Um, they're building that gap. Griffin, Griffin's coming back. Lou Will is just a gut. He's a phenomenal human being. Why he's bounced to three different three different places in three different years? Why, Jack? Yeah, it's, who knows, It mate. makes no sense. He was good at all of those teams. Yeah, he was six. He, just... he was sixth man of the year contention, which I had him as sixth man, but I think Gordon got him um, at the Lakers, and then he moved to the Rockets, and now he's gone again. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, god, he wasn't worth Chris they... Paul as good as Chris Paul is. Like, he is an amazing player. He is. He's great. He's and great for for more. For, for more quick stats, 538 give them a 66% chance of making the playoffs, which is ahead of the Blazers, might I add, um, who are mm. still in the playoff race, but 2% behind the Pelicans. So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether the record comes into that, whether you know the health is one thing that really always gets to the Clippers. Can they stay healthy? Can DeAndre stay healthy? DeAndre's normally one that's been consistently healthy for his entire career. He's barely missed more than five games in a season. But Blake Gallinari... Uh, we know Beverly's out for the season. Um, Tay Dosis has missed his time. So I, I think they deserve to make it, but I'm not sure who they take. Um, so I'm going to give this a, a, a Twitter fact just because, you know, I'd li- I, I want to see the Pelicans more. I'm sick of seeing the Clippers. I want to see Davis yeah, that's and, right. and Cousins. Yeah. I, think that could be, I think that could be really fun. I reckon if they do take someone, the Blazers would be one that would be worthy of taking. I want to see the Nuggets in there. So like, we well, yeah, that that's, that's the right. The, the Nuggets have been low-key good. And like... On yeah, paper, I don't good. think like they shouldn't be. No, well, like, like they've got two really great young guards in Jamal Murray and Gary Harris, who have been had some outstanding form lately. That's what I mean. But um, like you, you get inco- you get inconsistencies in your um inconsistencies in your thing. When Millsap went down, I'm just like, well, that's you know who yeah, like, the season exactly. But obviously, Jokic is still going to be amazing. But like they've got the likes of um, Plumley and and Wilson Chandler starting for them. Not crapping on those people, but like they're sixth in the West. Like, yeah, it's it's they've it's been low key good. Is, yeah, yeah, and the Plumley the Plumley Jokic combination, who which many thought would be trash, has been 
ridiculously good in terms of on-off numbers. It's it's really surprising. Mm. Um, but Nick, moving on to our final music Manuel scale, another team who um, has been low-key really great lately, the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Nick, are the Miami Heat the league's most slept-on team? They're currently fourth in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, which is which is crazy. Um, give that to me two weeks ago. I would have said the Raptors, obviously. I think everyone would have. Um, the yeah. most slept-on team, probably. People still give them credence because of what they did last year as well. But yeah. their record right, and- but yeah, their record right now is crazy. It's, it's twenty twenty four and seventeen. That is that I is great. I think a lot of this has to go to Eric Spolstra, and oh, I think people are, I think people have started to realize last year, um, he was in the coach of the year conversation. I would certainly have him in there now as well. You know, Eric Spolstra is doing this without a bona fide superstar. They mm. went after Gordon Hayward. They struck out. Gordon Dragic has been fantastic. Hassan Whiteside has waned. Um, you know he's putting up okay numbers, but he's barely. Well, Bam, time Bam is starting. Like Bam, I don't, I don't, I don't know Bam, if he's Bam. starting, but he's he's been their their center of choice, and it's working for him. I yeah. mean, obviously, as a rookie, yeah, he, I think he fits so much better in the system alongside you know James Johnson and Richardson and and Tyler Johnson and, and Wayne Ellington. You know mm. they're. They're not like lighting the world on fire in terms of stats. Um, their defense is really sort of earning their keep. They're twelfth in that. Their offensive rating is twenty second. So they're not by any means you know lighting the world on fire. Their three point shot is certainly keeping them in it as well. They're they're six in attempts, thirteenth uh, in in percentage, but seventh in three pointers made. Well, where so when you've got jacked. when you've got Kelly Olynyk as your pick and pop guy, your threes are going to go up. I mean that's a. Wayne Ellington has been jacking them up like Steph Curry. Yeah, so they're certainly. Great elements of it, and I, I agree. I think this is a hashtag fact. Like they are the league's most slept-on team. You can argue for the Raptors, you can argue for you know the Spurs, um, you can argue for maybe the Clippers even. But um, I think the Miami Heat have got it. But don't um, hold, just just enough. just before we go on, just a little sub a sub thing. Um, Give it to me. Uh, Dion Waiters is now out for this year. Yes. Where does that put them? Now that. Now that doesn't that wasn't really I don't think that makes a huge difference, Nick, because early in the season his form has been quite poor. It's the same injury that plagued him in 2016-17 before he had that massive Waiters Island year last year. Mm. Got paid and good on him. Um, but for me, it doesn't make a huge difference. It probably would have added the, their their ceiling somewhat, um, you know, if he was healthy. But he's been unhealthy for you know three quarters, eighty percent of the season anyway. So I don't think it makes that much of a difference. But it, that's a nice tidbit to put in, and we wish Dion Wade as well. Mm-hmm. But after the break, we'll be back with JB Team of the Week and Rookie Watch. You're listening to JBT Podcast. Head over on iTunes and give us a rating and review. Welcome back. JVT podcast. Don't forget again. Let's hit that subscribe button on iTunes if you want to stay uh, on top of all your JBT needs. I know I do, and you should be too. All that rate and review the show. Shameless plug, mate. Let's get to JBT of the week. JBT. <laughs> JBT. Of the week. Yeah. 
Yes, for those of you who are new, this is where Jack and myself recognise the players that have been outstanding in their position. Uh, each week, five players get chosen, and the players who feature the most at the end of the year will make JB Team of the Year, and the individual player will make JBT MVP. This week, point guard, we've got we've got two we've got two as well. Like we've got um last week as well because we had some technical difficulty. So we still counted the JB JBT votes for last week as well. Uh, if we've got time, we'll run through those as well. Uh, so this week, point guard Steph Curry, standard. Continued with his sizzling form. Uh, he scored a season-high 45 points in 30 minutes. So, uh, yeah, not bad from him. Uh, <laughs> God. Going uh, with uh, six rebounds as well. Three assists, three steals. Three steals is very impressive. But maybe not so for Steph Curry because he can do that. Uh, shooting guard. Who other than the great Lou Will? King L- Lou King, Will. King Louie. Um, that's a good one. I like that one. I King just Louis. I just made that up. I don't know his his name's Lou, but King Lou will. <laughs> anyway, um, he was amazing, uh, scoring fifty points, a career high fifty points, uh, including twenty seven points in the third, uh, seven assists and two rebounds as well, making him a sneaky all star all star pick perhaps. We uh, spoke hashtag a little bit about vote. that, but hashtag NBA vote. That's four votes for That's you now, that- Lou will. Uh, so Fire, you, you've got uh, our you've got our back. We, uh, we've got your back, mate. Take the front court. Uh, front court is LeBron James had yet another near triple double in the Cavs win against the Magic. Thirty three points, ten rebounds, nine assists, six steals. Wow. Six steals. And yeah. uh, he's uh, was huge. Keeps on trucking, a, LeBron. He does, uh, despite his uh, lackadaisical somewhat form in the past couple of games, uh, and a block as well. Uh, Powell forward Julius Randle put up a nice stat line in the Lakers win over the Kings. 22 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, all in a mere 30 minutes of playing time. Mm-hmm, Same as Steph, mm-hmm. doing it in um, bugger all time, um, as yum, yum. we like to say down in the world down under. Playing for a contract uh, he is. Position. He definitely is, and I'm sure that um, he, he, he almost deserves it with oh, the numbers does. that he keeps putting up. He does, up. mate. And the guy that we advocated for the center position at All-Star, LaMarcus Aldridge, led the Spurs to a win with a 30-point double-double. 31 points, 12 rebounds, chucking an assist and a block there. That's your JB team of the week for this week. Last week, we'll quickly run through it. Steph was at the point guard. Gary Harris was at the shooting guard. Giannis was at the small forward. Anthony Davis at the power forward. And Draymond Green was at center. So we'll add up all those votes. Don't you worry. We haven't forgotten. (laughs) <laughs> Very nice, mate. Um, we'll move on here to Rookie Watch. Same deal. We kept the Rookie Watch uh, votes from last week, so we'll quickly run through those as well. Uh, for those of you who are new, this is where we rank the rookies based on their performances each week, and we award one, two, or three votes depending on their performance. Uh, we'll tally it up at the end of the year to see who wins JVT Rookie of the Year. Uh, with one vote, uh, B Adebayo. Bam, bam. <laughs> bam, bam. Bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, in a feisty affair. Uh, against the Raptors, very feisty. Uh, he had a sensational game, 16 points, 15 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 blocks. Mate, yeah. we're seeing more and more blocks and uh, blocks and steals these days. Maybe maybe people aren't shooting the way that they used to. Anyway, doesn't matter. Two yeah. votes. JJ, not Jason Johannesson, Josh Jackson. Suns rookie Josh Jackson had the best game of his short career. Uh, an impressive win over the Thunder, posting 17 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists and block. Um, not to mention a plus 34 in the uh, box plus minus there. So very, very nice. Mate, three votes. Who is it? Three votes. 
Uh, in a Celtics narrow win over the Nets, Jason Tatum Bang. had a stunning six blocks to go with his 14 points, six rebounds, and three steals. Now, I don't think Tatum has gotten enough love from us on Rookie Watch. He's just been too goddamn consistent that it's hard to get. He hasn't really had many sensational standout games, but um, mm. he's certainly been um, chipping away at the JBT Rookie Year. He's making his way up. This three-vote performance will help. Lastly, for those playing along at home, Jaron Fox got the one vote. Uh, the two votes went to Terrence Ferguson, former NBL player of the Adelaide 36ers, and Aussie Ben got three. Um, he had a nice little hip and shoulder on Marcus Morris earlier in the week as well. Good to see that. <laughs> Bringing some Aussie spirit mate. into the NBA game and to the London game as well. Oh, mate, they would have oh, no, loved it. They would have loved it. Did you see his look? Like, it, it was posted, I think it was on Basketball for or something, where he just, he's just like, it was like the stank, it was the stank bruh face. Like, bruh, like, seriously? I just knocked it. Like, Marcus Morris tried to, like, push him, and Ben Simmons is like, nah. That ain't happening. Yeah. He was like 22. He just, got, like, he, just, he just like stop. stuttered. He just stuttered back and was just like, yeah, whatever, man. I actually want to praise Ben Simmons on his maturity there because so many people would be just go straight back in. Good on you, Ben. Yeah, ben. You've been raised like, with walks, good like, values. That's our tone of values, Nick. Just like you, mate. Damn right. West Saeed. Anyway. I West Side. Like, no, it's not West Side. A... It's West Saeed. There's two eyes in there, mate. We have like American listeners, and if they hear that, I don't think we're going to get like any more American listeners. I think all our <laughs> California and West Coast listeners are definitely leaving us. <laughs> so let's go into something that we're good at. We are good at talking shit, which means it's off topic. How about we play the basketball? What the heck are you talking about? Now the question is, pants or shorts? Sandwiches toasted or fresh? He just sits on people. That is complete shit. What? 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 What the hell is wrong with you people? Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Off topic. Yes, welcome to this week's off topic, mate. I want you. I want you to plug this one. This was uh, solely right. on you, so you go for it. Now we we need ideas for off topic guys because we love talk- talking about just random shit so hit us up on twitter at the jman jbt at jbt nick um even email us jbt podcast at gmail.com or leave a post on our wall facebook um you know where to find us but this week uh i saw a guy on twitter who for some reason he was just ranking the world's best cuisines like by country like america korea japan such and such so the fatso and both of us got ridiculously excited by that mm-hmm. and we decided that we would chat about this to make sure and also make sure you guys got some snacks ready because uh, you're going to be pretty tasty. You'll be salivating by the end of this topic. So, Nick, uh, might I just plug CNN Travel had a which country has the best food, uh, a top 10. I'll quickly run through that for all our listeners. Uh, the United States, with a number 10, number 9, Mexico, number 8, Thailand. Uh, number seven, uh, Greece. Number six, India. Number five, Japan. Number four, Spain. Number three, France. Number two, China. Number one, Italy. And of course, Australia with their goddamn Plavlovas at number negative one. We're just uh, not even on the listing. <laughs> We're so good. I mean, you, you can't go past bangers and, and snags, just bunning snags. I'm pretty sure that's English. Pretty sure that's that's English as well. Nah, really nah. Bunning snags are definitely Australian. We've got uh, pav, and we've got the croc. Bunning we've snags. got crocodile burgers and kangaroo burgers. Like uh, crocodile burgers could almost beaks. Like, oh, I don't it's know. It's an Atlanta thing as well. Like when I went to it, when we were in Atlanta and I went out for dinner. Oh I had yeah, like that's right. You did, yeah. 
and they were quite tasty. Um, so just a quick shout out to the Americans. Now, Nick, uh, give me your top three. What do you got for me as your top three in cuisine? Well, I'm Italian. So wow. where where do you think that's going to rank, mate? That is going to rank number one. Can't beat pizza. You can't beat pasta. And we've had this discussion, pizza or burgers. It's pizza every day of the week. Don't even argue it. You're wrong. But I'll get back into that. Nick. It's you're wrong. Pizza, it's the most diverse meal in the world. It is delicious. It is just simply amazing. Like arancini and and, and popetti and and cotoletti. Oh my god! And and it doesn't even it it doesn't even stop there, mate. You've got like tiramisu, tiramisu is one of the best desserts. Oh, mate, it is brilliant. Now, what about your your Dutch cuisine as well? What what do you got for me there? Fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Uh, Dutch do the Holland do good sweets. Like they have got yeah, like these little the, mini the um little mini pancakes called um poffages, poffages. Yeah, they do real good waffles. Yeah. Um, they were one of the first people to start having mayo on chips. So if you have, if you have fries and whatever, and you've been dipping mayo with them, or you've been putting mayo on your fries, you can thank the Dutch for that. I think the Germans like to uh, like to claim that one, but you know. World War Two, so they didn't. Um, stop, stop for a sec. Nick, Nick, go back. Nick, go back to the start of the Dutch thing because you've got a bit crack. Oh, mate, I I made a funny joke. It was slightly racist. I can't I can't repeat it. <laughs> but I want you to listen back at this audio, and I want you to piss yourself. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, uh, they started doing um mayo with their chips so it's just yes. you can thank you can thank them for that um and cheese like edam cheese is great like so they've, they've they've done a lot of good stuff but it doesn't even rank in the top 100 yeah. for me mate like it's great but it's, just... it's it's good but it's not no nah. yeah like look, its peak I'll, is nowhere I'll... near the peak of anywhere else look that's fair and i'm gonna give a shout out to mexican um i've been eating a lot of mexican yeah, food lately uh... yeah I, I, I love Mexican food, mate. You, you know what I mean? Do you like avocados? I don't. I hate them. So you're, you're stupid and you're missing out on those <laughs> juicy, healthy fats. Those juicy, healthy fats, Nick. Oh, healthy you fats right pres- here. You, you can't see me, but I'm grabbing my crotch. That's um, that's inappropriate. Lucky when I'm doing a periscope today. Um, but, you know, Chinese food, um, one of the best takeout mm. foods ever. Yep. Very versatile. Yep. Um, Shout out to Heiser. Um, he does wonderful things. He's not even Chinese. <laughs> China, you Vietnam, prick. Let's put Asian cuisine in one. No, Japanese is awesome. No, Japanese Japanese cuisine is so much different to Chinese cuisine, which is so much different what? to Thai cuisine, mate. You are not learned enough in the Asians to fully <laughs> understand. Like, for example, Japanese curries, bit thicker. They're very salty. I don't even think Chinese do curries. They do freaking like Mongolian beef. <laughs> but Thai curries are very wa- Thai Thai curries are very watery. They're very thin. They're usually with like you, you um have them with coconut rice. Um, it's just it's just very very different. A lot of like a lot of coriander and mint, uh, lemongrass in Thai cuisine, mate. Trust me, I know my shit. <laughs> Um, Vietnamese as well Excellent. love their love coriander. Oh my god! They're, and Vietnamese cuisine again, like pho, 
or faux or whatever you want to call it. No, that's Viet- no, that's for, that's Vietnamese. Um, things like yeah, I, th- I think bao is uh, Vietnamese as well, like San Choi bao and uh, normal bao. Spring rolls as yeah, well. Oh, well. Spring rolls is sort of universal across everything. Um, I love. But I'm going to give a shout out as well to to Indian food over here in. Uh, yeah, Britain, I'm not a huge fan of Indian food. Num- My dad the, loves uh, Indian number- food, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. The number one, it's the number one cuisine over here in, in England by a large mile. Really? Wow. Um, uh, oh yeah, there, there's. I, I don't think he's. We, we didn't go to really Brick Lane, but they've got like like streets dedicated to it, man. It's oh, wow. huge. Um, you know, you can add in any of those um, sort of like Middle Eastern. They're very popular over here. Even the Ethiopian food, um, you know, Syrian food is growing in popularity. So those type of foods are are, are really tasty. I'm going to give them a shout out. I really like Korean. One of my um, again my another favorite. Asian food is very diverse. Korean barbecue is just mm, choice. Korean, yeah, Korean barbecue, Korean chicken wings. Oh goddamn! Oh yum! But True. before, just to finish on, because uh, we have such a large amount of listeners from the United States of America, uh, we cannot go past our American brethren. Five oh. guys, in and out. Oh yeah! All the American goodness, Chick Fil A, any of that. Just, just, just get it in my belly. Just man. burgers. Like I've belly. been, I've been really big on like just burgers recently like i feel like i'm you every time i go out to a restaurant i'm just like you know what i'll get the burger and the burgers have just been like i'm really big on putting coleslaw on burgers now not just chicken burgers beef burgers work really well with slaw oh Oh, yeah man yeah Uh, give it a go i'll I'll give it a go but I, i like it with the fried chicken but with the beef like you know you go to Five Guys, I always get mayo, hot sauce, jalapeno, green peppers, grilled onions. Like, I feel like it's See, a that's a combo. strange. that's and a strange burger. See, like... It's a strange burger. It is. Like, I, I mean, I love it. I'm I love, I love hot and chilly stuff. But, like, American cuisine is bloody awesome. Like, burgers is just, like... I, I don't know. I've been really getting into burgers lately. But it's no pizza. And uh, let's just make that clear. French cuisine... Just shout out before we go. French cuisine, when I was over there. Oh, man. I have never had a French onion soup. Like, my French onion soups have been from a bloody can. Oh, my God. It's like my favorite soup. It's just... It's my favorite soup. Well, it's just onion soup over there, isn't it? You call it French onion soup. I was like, well, no shit, fuck. No shit, dickhead. You're in France. Anyway. They're just called fries over here. I'd like Italian pasta, please. You're in Italy. (laughs) Can I I have the American burger? Uh, But... (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening, um, for putting up with our ranting about bloody food cuisines. We love you for it. Um, so just as ever, thank you so much for listening and downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. You can find us on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. Remember to rate and review the show and subscribe. Follow us. Help us out. Uh, we appreciate the ratings. Um, we really, really do. Uh, you can contact us at the JBT on Twitter is me. At JBT Nick is Nicholas. You should also hit us up on OTG Basketball at OTG Basketball. We can read some awesome NBA articles, and we are part of the podcast network over there. Some great ones: Celtics Express, NBA Outlet. There's plenty of new ones coming on board with Preston Ellis. There's up. We're up to nine, ladies and gents. So we are dominating. We're taking over the world. Um, also, you can find us at Facebook. So just search Just Ball Things there. We're always posting some nice content original sharing some stuff you know it's always good 
Also, hit us up on an email where Nick and I will read emails right here on the show. Uh, we want them. We need them. Give them to us. JBT Podcast, gmail.com. Remember, it is each and every single one of you guys who make the show great. So we appreciate any and every host heading our way. So until next week, keep balling, superstars. Oh!